same old trouble villains always knocking at the door pretty pictures on the page but nothing ever stays the Thank you, Vandello, and welcome again to Graphically Novel. My name is Josh Wasta, a.k.a. Fallout Fieri. And with me, as always, is the Rico to my dread, the Sylvester Stallone versus the Keith Urban. (laughs) It's Bear. I don't mind being the Rico. Like That was actually a decent acting job for for the uh, Stallone movie. And with us, as as always, the lovely and talented... The last with the class and the sass, <laughs> the lovely Baronessa, Miss Jennifer Howland. Thank you, Bear. That's awesome. Uh, I appreciate that introduction. And my pleasure this season is to introduce our guests. And today we have Jason Taylor, return guest. Return guest. Thank you so much. Back with us after season two's Kingsman episode. Uh, one of my favorite episodes, just because we talked about the whole run of stuff, all the way to anal sex and to people's heads exploding and violence in media. It was a great time. That's Welcome a, back. That's not why he Thank came you. back. He came back because he wanted to get more shit about voice guns in the Dune movie. <laughs> Come on now. <laughs> also, also, do not worry. For those of you who are familiar with Jason from season two, we do have the D up. The D is up <laughs> on another screen, so we can look at and consult the D as often as we need to. Well, two things. One, you 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 said Keith Urban at the very beginning when you compared Bear to yeah. you know your Keith Urban instead of Carl. I was gonna let it slide, but I knew Jason. Whatever, would. country singer, actor. <laughs> and, yeah. And and which which D do you have up? You know, I'm, first of all, let's get this clear. I am not even in the state. At <laughs> That's this true. That's true. <laughs> Jen is. Uh, I am is not involved. <laughs> I'm not involved in whatever D the two of you have going on. It's just Josh and I, and Josh has got the D up. That's right. All right. Bear is is he's closest to the D. He's looking at the D. <laughs> He has full control if he needs to to scroll the D. Oh, so, oh no. That we're doing? <laughs> I'm, I'm stroking the D over here. You don't want to do it on the pad, though, because that's disabled. Oh, sad. How are we going to clean up? (sighs) So, (laughs) this season, for those of you who have been listening to our first three shows, we have uh, a little extra thing that we're doing, uh, and that is that there are drinks associated with each episode. One person comes up with the drink. So far, it has been me. It will be me again for this episode. We will see uh, for our next episode for Lock and Key if either of my stalwart co-hosts will want to take a crack at it. I do have an idea for it, so we'll see. I have Um, an idea as well. Awesome. So for this one, um, I did tell Jason earlier exactly what ingredients to get and how to make this drink, which is actually called the Judge Dread. It was also sent to Jen, who I imagine uh, did not read it and or did not. I saw it. I okay. saw it, but I didn't read it, and I haven't really had time to do that. So we start with two highball glasses with ice in it. This is... Or one, if you just want to mix one for yourself. True. So this, uh, as I pulled the cellophane off so the fruit flies don't get in it, is rum that has been uh, infused with ginger for 15 minutes, and then... Uh, drained so half of these go into each glass actually we're gonna do a little less <laughs> apparently i'm doing a lot of rum and we so have... you just decided to give yourself a lot of rum and i, I, I just get a little bit of rum well i <laughs> or is it because you ran out of room in your glass with mixer no <laughs> <laughs> and we have actually mexican coke for this we want to crack that <clears throat> is it just because you know that i always keep a bottle opener on me yes or some rum back but well not yet because there is a third ingredient to this okay because this apparently is meant to symbolize judge dread's gun uh this comes from a website called superherodrinks.com and it begins by saying this drink will not make you friends but that's okay because dread really doesn't have any okay so we're then going to add some red wine oh no and then top off with coke I don't know how I feel about this. There we go. 
Jen, you are muted. There is a drink that you make uh, mixing red wine and Coke. Yes. And cheap red wine specifically. And right. it's very good. Yes. Well, uh, for this, I used uh, Kings of Prohibition. Uh, I actually had a, an hour today to run down to Trader Joe's and get myself an $8 bottle of Kings of Prohibition. So that's not bad wine. No, it is not. That is surprisingly not bad. It's, is, doing, it's doing funny things in my mouth. Like the D. Are you sure that's not the D? <laughs> yeah. Jay, what do you think? Well, um, when you when you told me about this, I was like, are, are, "Why did why did Allison get the five dollar can of beer?" And <laughs> I've got to go out and buy all the ingredients because uh, I, I, I'm not a big fan of red wine because it gives me headaches. I'm not a big fan of dark rum. I don't drink Coke anymore. And uh, <laughs> are you on ginger? So you were just like, less. and there's ginger, <laughs> and I uh, don't have any raw ginger in the house. So uh, that's okay. Neither did Trader Joe's. I had to buy the little basically ice cube tray of of frozen ginger uh i however um i can definitely taste the red wine and um i'm still well let's see what happens tomorrow at seven o'clock in the morning when i wake up if i have the the little vein up here in the temple throbbing yeah so we'll see but no um i'll finish it yeah yeah it's not bad it's not bad Um, i don't know if i'd call it good (laughs) but it's not bad yeah honestly i think it needs a little more coke but oh well thank you and you'll notice, Bear, that I did buy the Mexican Coke because all I had in the house was Coke Zero. Yeah, I, I do appreciate that. That would have that would have made this drink taste awful. <laughs> yeah. Ah, uh-huh, look what I have. A margarita. Uh, yeah. Nice. Do your table service. <laughs> so we are here to discuss Judge Dredd. Uh, Jason, uh, you've already given us your background back in the Kingsman episode. Uh, Jen, that, that margarita looks a little burned. It looks really burned. Oh yeah. Your sister loves you. So good. (laughs) (laughs) So Jay, uh, out of the season three rundown, uh, what brought you to Dread? Oh, love the movie. I love Dread. I I think, uh, Judge Dread is a abomination and you're uh, talking the sylvester sloan judge dread the sylvester sloan judge dread had you read the comics uh, before honestly i have not before i got the uh the screener episode the screener comic Um, i think that makes all of us who had not read the judge dread comic books before my my tattooist uh he is a actually a huge um comic judge dread fan and he's the one that turned me on to checking out uh, we were just talking about comics and stuff and he said check out a dread movie and he's got me and I'm, you know we talk about that all the time but yeah the uh the i like dread yeah the the dread movie jen and i first saw uh, over at uh, our friend Bill and Courtney's, or our friends Bill and Courtney, um, for a pizza night that we were doing, and uh, just kind of blew us away because uh, you know all all I knew about the entirety of the franchise was the um, was the Sylvester Stallone movie, and I'd never really been interested in the comic books, although I knew they were comic books, and I didn't realize how insane the entire franchise is from everything from its history to the way it labels how you're gonna read things which we'll get into uh i'm going to have some difficulty explaining to people exactly how they can read the comic that we read uh because it took me well this is the second uh judge dread comic that we went with and this was origins um, it is called Origins. It was um, it was released 2006 to 2007. Now, Judge Dredd doesn't have issues. It has what it calls progs. And the reason for that is it primarily is released in a magazine. So if you're looking like, like the old, I mean, going back to like Poe and like the old writers, how they used to release like bits of their story in, in publications... That's kind of how the Judge Dread magazine comic thing works. So if you're looking for um, specifically Origins, it is Prague 1505 to 1519. Then there's a little break for some other story. And then 1529 to 1535. Uh, also, very difficult to find printed uh, Judge Dread stories in their entirety. Um, the one that I had 
ordered and and gotten was um, America, which I've heard is one of the best Judge Dredd stories. The problem was once I ordered it and I started to look a little bit more into it, I found out that Judge Dredd is hardly a, in it at all. It's it's a Judge Dredd world story. It's not really a Judge Dredd story. So that said, I just want to make sure that our audience is aware this is a Judge Dredd story. It may be hard to find. You'll find it under Judge Dredd Origins, however you get things. I know that you can find, if you aren't adverse to digital, you can find Comixology deals on it. And there is a very supported community of... Um, of the online Judge Dredd stuff. So you can get stuff all the way back to the 70s um, paid if you want to go and, and find the site and, and give the author credit. So that said, uh, so everybody here, this is the first time with the Judge Dredd comic. So let's start with our guest. Jason, what did you think? It's kind of timely. I was very surprised how timely it is. I had those exact same feelings when I was yeah. reading through it. I was just like, oh, and the president wants to take over the whole planet. Mm. yeah yeah so this is a good time to point out that i did write three quarters of a page of notes i don't normally write notes i usually just write questions and i kind of know what's going on but bear i just would like you to read the top of when i got halfway through the first prog like right to what was going on and just decided i need to write things down and this is where you uh is this where you, you texted me when i was at work today and, and yeah. you showed me the, the the one frame that i just read myself yep all right, so I'm going to read this out. This is the top line of Josh's notes. Fuck, 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 fuck. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. Because <laughs> we're we're already living in this. We're already fucking living in this. Um, yeah. So I think uh, I'm really thinking I'm going to pull back the curtain of the uh, spoilers for this because this was the first time that the background of the world was really pulled together into kind of an anthology. It's done in a very interesting way where Dread is taking a bunch of, well, new judges, couple seasoned ones, couple medics out into the, the, uh, cursed earth. ruined earth, the, Cursor. 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 Yes, thank you. Into the Cursed Earth uh, on a mission. Uh, the, the mission isn't important for what we're going to spoil. It actually is a really cool story, so I'll leave that part out. But while they are going through this, they have to make camp several nights, and so he tells them the story of what happened to the world and how they are in the Cursed Earth that they're in. Um, John Wagner, um, who was the writer for this, is one of the co-creators of Judge Dredd. So he was brought to basically tell this story, which had been hinted at and there were like little bits, but this was the first time it's just kind of spelled out. Um, and it's, it was hard to read sober. <laughs> uh, I mean, that's, that's why they, they made this drink. That, uh, that's gotta be why they made this drink. Cause be this why. is rum and fortified red wine with rum in Coke. I, um, uh, honestly, uh, I thought it was a bit of a slog. Like it, it was, it was a lot of history. Like so, it, I mean, it wasn't terrible. I still enjoyed the subject material, but it was, it was kind of slow. But I did enjoy that that moment that you were talking about, where pretty much they have, you know, they have those. We're gonna stop and break here, and then you have Dread sitting there, being like the old man on the hill. That's like, let me impart some wisdom to you. Let me tell you the story which is not really in any of the movie episode, you know, movie stuff that's out there. You don't see anything like that ever. No. And, and I think, again, this was written in 2006 to 2007. Uh, I'm going to go through the parts that are spoilerish, just off the bat in the the, the uh, notes that I have. So if you do not want these spoilers, you can fast forward. I'm going to go a minute 30 because this might take a little bit. So starting now. So it starts with an anti-immigrant president uh, who they talk about how as soon as he's elected, he wants a fight. So he goes and starts taking it to other countries. At one point, he says America's getting a raw deal and so goes and invades those other countries to take over their means of production. When they start to argue with him, he launches nukes. Uh, you find out later after the nuke, nuclear war that decimates the planet that the election to elect this president was rigged. Then they start to look into how the election was rigged and they found out that he does not explicitly give permission to people as a way of plausible deniability. Then the, uh, the judges decide to declare martial law. So police decide that they know what's best and start uh, ramping up the violence. They declare uh, themselves. Can I, 
Can I interrupt you a second? Yeah. Um, can, can, I thought we were talking about Judge Dredd. The comic yeah, book? right? Uh, <laughs> oh, well, okay. Hold on. This is this is the last part. And then there are a bunch of protesters shot in front of the White House. Oh, that hasn't happened yet. Oh, no. Well, they were gassed. <laughs> gassed. Yeah. Shot, gassed. I mean, rubber bullets. I like the guys in Portland that were smart and like went out in like pads and cups and leaf blowers so that when the cops shot the tear gas at them, they were just like, we're just going to blow that shit right back at you. Yeah. Yeah. So... So yeah, Judge Dredd hit a little bit close to home. And I decided about halfway through I needed to take a break. So I fired up my PS4 to play the game that I'm playing right now. You guys know what game I'm playing right now? Mm-hmm. Fallout 76? Fallout 76. I'm going to drink my drink. You guys so season drink. three of a graphically a novel, is that a, like a dystopia season? You, know, you I mean, would think. It's starting out that way, isn't it? Yeah. Venom wasn't. I wasn't. Okay, never mind. We'll not go into that. <laughs> I had an idea. I had an idea about scheduling and it didn't work out. It did so. not work out. No, because we, we asked our guests wrong. Well, they answered wrong. We, really. we, we asked the wrong questions. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You I tell you what. direction. No, I one of the you things I direction. really like that you guys did was you gave preferential treatment to uh, uh, POC and females. I like that. Well, yeah. Well, it's kind of a white male dominated hobby, and yeah. we want to try and change that image as much as possible. I I, I showed that to Allison, that, and it was like, and she was like, "Oh, somebody had to grab it." And I'm like, "Talk to him." Yeah, the guy that yeah. actually said he he would definitely back down right. if uh, somebody wanted to. And I know you, that's like one of your favorite stories. Anyway, sorry. Well, Edit no, that no, it's it's good. <laughs> I mean, and it's something that I've really pressed for because I think that you know I may not be as well versed in a lot of the um <laughs> cats and dogs living together um I may, not be, <laughs> I may not be as well versed in the comics historically but i'm interested and you know i know from from my own personal history that i'm not the only woman interested and i know that there are people of color that are interested as well. And so, you know, I think it's only natural to want to include those people in the show. Well, and there are some very important shows that we we just straight won't do until we have the the appropriate guests. Like we've discussed really liking Luke Cage. Like we really liked Luke Cage, but it would be a disservice of a show if we did that episode without a person of color um, to discuss it with. Um, oh yeah, you know, uh, a person of color that also, you know, preferably that also likes and and understands the the comic books and the history. Um, you know, not just anybody that we could find off the street. I mean, because we are we are a very white show. We have a woman, <laughs> but she's very very white. So. <laughs> Even her hair is white. That's true. One of the things I liked about this book also, uh, I like the artwork a lot. Um, I've always liked that this style of uh, that sort of... I, I don't really know how to describe it other than like... A, you see it more in the indie books than you do in the mainstream books. So... Um, Specifically, this uh, this artist, I I looked him up today because there is a certain panel that I want framed in my house just because of what's going on in the world where a bunch of judges are storming the White House and and the only word balloon in it is take the White House. Um, but the the author the the artist's name is uh, Carlos Esquera, um, and he. I want to say he does most of, if not all of, the Judge Dredd stuff. Because the the modern team that does a lot of the Judge Dredd stuff is John Wagner and Carlos uh, Esquera. Um, and yeah, he is he's pretty damn awesome. Like, I highly recommend people check out like his online store. I was super amused by them uh, making fun of the chin. Yeah. Like yes. in the comic itself, they're like, oh, and, and everybody yeah. here in the town is, you know, we're all kin and everybody's got the chin. Right. So um, let's get into the differences between the two movies, because I have a question that may be uh, a hot take. I believe out of the four of us, all of us would agree that the Dread movie was better than Judge Dread. Yes. Agreed. However, yes. yes, which one did the world better now that we know the background and the... Judge Dredd, it, I mean, it had the star power. Sly Stallone, plus it 
I, I rewatched it last night. That's a comic book movie. Yeah. That I mean the yeah, the angles of the the costuming. Um, I mean that opening shot with the with the the helo right in front of the judge that's standing on the wall. That that's I uh, that's like a that's straight out of a comic book. Yeah. yeah, that's pretty much kind of what I was thinking while I so I watched about half of Judge Dredd today. Um, no, we stopped right before the line. Yes, we stop right before Rob Schneider goes, I am the law. <laughs> Mr. I am the law. Um, which was improvised, by the way. Of course it was, yeah. according to the D. The D. <laughs> Uh, but yes, having watched Dread and really enjoying Dread, um, I'm trying to remember the name of the action movie that it always reminds, like people are reminded of that I have not seen, but it's a similar situation in which it's a multi-tiered building and there is, it's basically an action movie to get to the top. And I raid redemption might be, that might be it. It was like, it was a big action movie, like pre John wick. Yeah. Um, set in Indonesia possibly I don't know yeah. I didn't see it but that is what people have told me is that is that it, it's very reminiscent of that so you know this dread another one yeah <laughs> dread was yes you sorry a, yeah Dread was a wonderful movie that happens to take place in the Dread universe with just, you need to understand how the universe works. Judge Dread did a much better job of explaining what world you're in. Um, other than that stupid, I hate when movies have a scroll in the, like a, a word scroll in the oh, beginning. Oh, please, it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> you only say that because of Dune. <laughs> Well, yeah, I but to... I, I don't know. I think that, yes, Judge Dredd is, looks more like a comic book movie, but I think that Dredd conveyed the feeling of the comic. You know what I mean? So I do. It was much grittier, and actually yeah. Judge Dredd was supposed to be that. Sylvester Stallone ruined it for everyone. He's a ruiner. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Basically what gritty? happened, basically what happened in my research, I found out Sylvester Stallone had never even heard of Judge Dredd when he took the role and he showed up and the director, Danny Cannon, <laughs> uh, basically was a huge fan of it and wanted to make an R-rated, gritty, dark Judge Dredd. And originally they wanted Schwarzenegger um, and I believe they wanted Rudger Hauer for Rico. Oh, wow. Oh, that would have been understanding. Oh. As a dark, gritty Judge Dredd. Well, uh, things didn't work out. Actually, I think it was Christopher Walken who they wanted. Is it Walken? Rico. Yeah. Let me double check the D. But uh, <laughs> I think it was Walken. Yeah. Yeah. Christopher Walken turned down the role of Rico. Wow. So, you know, more bells, more cowbells. I don't know. I, I That robot I think they has got to be. 50 or 60 years old by now. <laughs> I still think they did a pretty good, they made a pretty good choice with Armand. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah, like, I mean, he is, he is hamming this up so much, though. Well, we were just watching, you know, earlier in the, the scene where he goes into the pawn shop and he's like, I got a package to pick up, code name Lazarus. And, you know, he opens it up and all that fun stuff that's in there is the gun and everything. And then he starts talking to, you know, giving all the mission information and stuff to the robot after he, yeah. you know, turns it back on. And it's just like, that quite possibly could be the coolest scene in the movie. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but anyway, my, my I guess where I was going was when it comes to the world building of getting people who are not familiar with comic, which was apparently everybody. I mean, like, like most people were not familiar with Judge Dredd. And Judge Dredd, as, as I did my research, is a niche comic. It, I mean, it has a small fan base but it has a rabid fan base <laughs> one of the things i did not was you know in my comics that I, I like i'm not a huge punisher fan i think punisher is a serial killer um and and i i, I kind of equate dread to the same category as punisher I didn't really, in, it's a good book. It was a good read, timely read, scary read, but it it still felt like I was, you know, kind of rooting for the bad guy. And I don't oh, like that in my comics. I don't like that in my comics at all. Absolutely, but that's, that's more the case of how the world ended up as opposed to like that's not really dread's fault he was just a clone they got indoctrinated into the hall of justice as opposed to you know actually being an active participant and having shaped a lot of the stuff himself like the hall of justice was already on their way to becoming the iron fist ruling the world right. or at least america before any of this ever started you know before he even came around well and that adds to the like you say the timeliness because 
despite anything else that we read in this about the president and how the world got to this, we are reading about a police force that is judge, jury, and executioner. You know, we're reading about a police force that has ultimate authority. Right. And... uh, I think we've been dealing with Trump for four years. Uh, I mean, we have been dealing with the, the issues with police for many years, but for a lot of people, this is the first time it has really come into the public zeitgeist in such a in-your-face way. And again, well, actually, we say that as we say that as for white people, but you know, I, I actually um, had a conversation not about Judge Dredd, but about the damn it <laughs> about um, my mother and i were talking this morning about sit your down kind of... sit your mom down have her watch both judge dread movies <laughs> and read a comic <laughs> bring her on can, can i finish sorry thank you we were talking about the black lives matter protests and all of the the un- civil unrest that's going on and she said it feels very eerily like what happened in the 60s with the difference that people aren't going to just be mollified that there might actually come some radical change right you know with what's going on now protests against the police and and how we think of of that could quite possibly change for the better um, in ways that protests in the 60s were we not hope. able to affect yeah absolutely so yeah. you know the, i think that this is timely but it also it really makes you hope that what's happening really in the world today can do something to prevent that future uh, fictional world of dread. Right. Hashtag defund the police. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, I I may move my uh, Simpsons did it to dread did it for a while. <laughs> You know, because you look at all the things that the Simpsons predicted and God, this was, I had to take a break. Like I said, I had to take a break. I'm glad I'm not the only one. I was like, I was like, uh, I get enough, I I get enough of this in the day. So yeah, but that is, I just actually pulled up that scene. I, I, you know, I did not even think of like having that take the White House shot. Uh, For those that don't know, it is page. Oh, I just had it up and I accidentally scrolled. I'll have to find it in a minute. But, um, APG and uh, page in this anthology of right comics uh page 110 okay. but it's an actually it's a great picture I'd, I'd frame that too take the white house awesome shot yeah t-shirt t-shirt material it goes right next to uh the picture that i have of wonder woman like with her uh elbow on trump's head and she says, grab, grab it. it, I dare you. So right next to there. I'll tell you one of the other things I really liked about the movie, and I'm trying to find it, but I thought there was a connection between Dread and Fifth Element, or Judge Dread and Fifth Element, but I, I'm, I'm maybe thinking of a different movie. But uh... No, uh, you Judge Dread and RoboCop. So RoboCop borrowed so much from the Judge Dredd comics, it delayed its production for years. And then RoboCop came out as not a Judge Dredd movie. So, and then it was successful. And then the producers were the same for Judge Dredd. So, okay. Yeah, they they took the success of RoboCop. Yeah, because there are certain scenes that I'm like, okay, that's that's RoboCop. Like, <laughs> dinner alive, you're coming with me. Yep, yep. Yeah, that's the other thing is watching the the '95 Judge Dredd movie. Like the first 95? time, five. Jesus. Yeah, the first time that Rob Schneider's coming out of jail, I'm like, oh wow, there's a jail in this world. I didn't grab that from the comic at all. There's an actual like sentences aren't just death. <laughs> and and yeah and it was um uh aspen aspen colorado was aspen, yeah aspen penal, penal colony. Colony. yeah yep. and you know that's one of the you mentioned it earlier um the world building that they've done i want to know more and and especially like in um uh wow that that i'm getting a little bit of reflux <laughs> reflux from that drink getting a little, um, little burn a little burn uh, the Dread uh, movie, I've freeze-framed it, and I've looked into the background because every one of the skyscrapers at the top has the name of the um, the block on it, like peach trees and stuff like that. And I was like, that is awesome. I, 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 I want to know more about this is Mega City One. I want to know about Mega City Two. I mean, I, I want to I want to know more. So Right. And I want to know more because in the comics they they tell you the fate during 
during when everything's going on, they tell you the fate of the people that ran the other mega cities. So there are three mega cities in the comics. And I again, I won't spoil it because it's not the thread that we were going on for spoiling stuff this episode, but you find out the fate and and it changes how those cities might function. Um Mega City 1 which is the entirety of the East Coast, uh, that's interesting to me, you know, and that's where the judges really held their their reins. Was it the entirety of the East Coast? I thought they said at one point it was like uh, New York to D.C. or something like that. No, it's, it's well, it's damn near the entirety of the East Coast. It's New York to, might be. It's like New York to D.C. Yeah, I think it might be New York to D.C. Yeah. But so, I mean, a major part of it. Yeah, it's seaboard. a big chunk of the Eastern Seaboard. Whatever. Right out of the middle. I went to, I went to uh, Pennsylvania once and was told it was the East Coast, and now everyone yells at me. So I am not good for that geography. Mega City 2, what is that, West Coast? So that's a good question. Let's see, Mega City 2... California West Coast. It is referred to as Second Meg. Then there's Texas City. Oh, it was originally called Mega City 3. So Texas, that makes sense. Oh, yeah, because Texans would want their own city named after themselves. Right. Because it's Texas. Deep in the heart of Texas. Jason, uh, you had a question, I know. Uh, Why don't we hear it? Because I I am excited to talk about it. Well, one of the cardinal sins was created in Judge Dredd. Sly removed his hat, his beanie, as it were. His beanie, uh, his yeah. mask, his mask, his helmet. I mean, what for like three quarters that? of the movie, like most of the movie, like well, yeah. even, like in the beginning, like he's he's in class, he took it off. He's in trial, he took it off. Like he's in the locker room, he took it off. He can't take if off you, the mask. Even in this in this um in the in the comic the 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 primer that we read there's yeah. a, the scene where he's getting he's like in a chain gang he's right pretty much naked except for his fucking helmet right. I mean, right. right and and the brilliance of that is uh in the history of the judge dread comics he only ever removes his helmet once and they censor bar it <laughs> that's amazing so they always since the 70s so 50 years they have come up with excuses for why the man cannot remove his helmet or why his face can't be seen and it's brilliant which is also why the carl urban movie is superior in even though i enjoy the humor in the 95 judge dread well, and the humor is basically all sly because... Oh, no, it's basically all Rob Schneider. No, 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 no. I say that. It's all sly because Sly hired Rob Schneider. Oh, okay. Uh, he was the one that added the humor, is that what you're saying? Yeah. You, yes, well, actually, What I'm yes. saying is, yes, he, he walked onto this movie set not knowing what he had signed up for and not knowing what the comic was, looked at the director and said, I thought this was a comedy action. We're making a comedy action. Okay. And the director was like, he w- he wanted to make a dread. He wanted to make yep. dark. Yep. Um, and, Brooding. you know, it's sort of like the A-list actor versus the the director. We've seen it in like Kevin Smith and Bruce Willis. It's, it, they, you know, the A-list actor is going to get their way. Right. Unless, unless you're a Spielberg or any of those those A-list directors, you you have you you're pretty much up to your up to the the power of your star. Right. Absolutely. I agree. Um, or if you're a Denny Vil, I can never pronounce his last name. Villanueva. Den- that- De Niro. No. Villanueva. No. <laughs> Muadib. Oh my God! <laughs> Somebody. That's got a it. killing word. Is it? I did not know. <laughs> you're not supposed to say it that loud in the microphone. Not without your throat piece. Did anyone else mark down or like take note or even remember their favorite quote from the, the the comic? I would give you comic or either movie because my favorite quote from all of them came from the comic and I actually wrote it down. Well, oh, you share first then. Well, and it was, I read it in Sylvester Stallone's voice. Um, and it was... Um, the the enemy character is like they say the cream always rises to the top and dread goes i thought that was scum <laughs> and see i was the exact opposite i read everything in my head in the comic in carl urban's voice i yeah. read most things in carl urban's voice until the until that until the, i thought that was scum cuz it was such a like bad 80s action movie line I'm just trying to think. Best line out of all of them. Favorite line out of all. Do you require backup? No. No. (laughs) Or we, what are you doing? We're waiting for backup. It's here. (laughs) 
Honestly, I think out of out of all of those, the comic, both movies, still my favorite line ever is Rob Schneider sitting in the the little oh, hiding no. in the little robot, and you hear the robot going, "Eat recycled food. It's good for the planet. Oh no, and it's okay great. For, for, it's great for the planet and okay, okay for, for you." you. <laughs> Have you heard of kale? <laughs> All right. Anyone else? Waiting on Jennifer's. I am the law. law. I am the law. (laughs) Seriously. I am the law. I am the law. I am the law. I am the law. And I'm sorry. I hear that in a Muppet voice. I am the law. (laughs) Oh, my God. A Judge Dread Muppet? Yes. Muppet Dread? Well, because if only because all of you were like, rah, 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 when you were saying your quotes. And I'm like, I am the <laughs> no, it'd be it'd be a deadly uncle deadly the the purple uh yeah like, no i know like, who uncle yeah, deadly like is like vulture looking it'd yeah. be like i am the law i like to talk about the villains um of the versus rico i mean we've already got trump but oh nice as a villain Yes, I Rico versus Mama. Mama. Yeah. No, that's cool. Like, yeah, let's stay away from the comic on that. Um, in theory, in theory, I would go with Rico's a better villain. In execution, I can't follow that. <laughs> I mean, right. like Armand does an excellent job of being a bad guy. I think, especially for a movie that was coming out of the nineties. And it's Armand. I liked Mama because, well, Mama, Mama, Mama. Mama. I, I, Cersei. I, well, that yeah. was a lot of it. Lena is mm-hmm. Cersei slash. Um, uh, what was she in Three Hundred? I can't remember her character's name. So fucking intense. I mean, she is such a good villain. She brings it. It's just like you get it that she is so focused on whatever it is that she's going for. The tattoos mm-hmm. in the movie mm-hmm. are her real tattoos. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Oh, that's wow. awesome. Yeah. She's uh she she smokes like a pack a day. Um she uh all the tattoos are the same. She yeah, let me get rid of the cat, damn it. <laughs> Um, she yeah i i i loved her as a villain and i in that and with dread it fit the whole slice of life we're going to take one day one single day of a system where we only have one percent of crime covered yeah and we're not going to even show you any, you know we're going to show you what one guy does I and mean, just happens to be the most hardcore motherfucker we have right but because that's what you show but yes yeah. that's what i I, that's why i like dread i i I found it to be like almost like a real reality show slice of life was not comic booky right um it was super gritty yeah but also i mean carl urban well yes if there's somebody out there that doesn't like carl urban i just want to tell you right now you're wrong and you should feel bad for being wrong i would also refer you back to our episode on the boys Mm. yes and the lawgiver you see, uh, speaking of all the boys, you see they got uh, renewed for season three already. Yeah, season two Before hasn't season even dropped. Two even comes out, uh, but they just had the season two uh, Comic Con. As we are recording this, I will say because it is important to this slice of fandom. Comic-Con is going on, and absolutely everything is on YouTube this year, and I am here for it. I I sat down and watched all of the New Mutants panel, and the New Mutants panel was amazing. Yes. What they're doing with that movie, I am so excited for, and I am here for it, and it's gotta be a a demon bear uh the the demon bear story in the comics and this movie have to be coming up let's let's hope Uh, disney um continues with this more adult centric um superhero vibe uh of course we haven't heard anything about it in another deadpool um uh, right yeah the one thing that i will recommend that i've watched thus far out of this comic-con is there was a panel on an upcoming documentary series called marvel 616 and the idea of it it's a series of documentaries done on a different part of marvel um but for example paul Shear, who is uh he was in the league he does 
um, how did this get made? One of my favorite uh, podcasts. Um, he's in a bunch of different movies. He's an actor, but he also directed um, this whole documentary about the least well-known uh, or least used Marvel characters. So he has like Asbestos Woman, who was a woman when Asbestos was starting to become a thing that like apparently got dumped in a bunch of asbestos and got powers like it's this whole ridiculous thing but um i can't remember the name of the actress and it's gonna bother me but she was britta in community um she directs one on the history of marvel and uh the clips i saw on that are really awesome but Apparently, it's a whole documentary series that they're doing on different aspects of Marvel. Jillian Jacobs. Yes, Jillian Jacobs. But she came in, they specifically, for the history of Marvel, wanted someone that knew nothing about comics. Um, And so they got her, and she went deep into... Like she was talking about the, um, you know, the the uh, decency trials in Congress and uh, uh, Louise Jacobson, who is a huge woman contributor to to Thor and uh, like uh, the New Mutants in a bunch of different comics. So yeah, the the point in the middle of this dread episode is that there's <laughs> a lot of great things that came out of this Comic Con. Uh, that you should check out. Including Dread. We can also talk about uh, the lawgiver. Uh, are you talking about the gun? Yes. His gun. Yeah, it's the gun. I love the gun. Yeah. Hello? Did we lose you? No. No? Oh, everyone was silent. Because, you know, it's a gun. It's not a voice gun. <laughs> That's you where I was going with it. Voice. Is that Head use that, your voice. Use your voice with the gun. That was deep. Like, that... that Deep I, I'm not. I'm not prepared for that on a on a Friday night. Like like just because it's it's a gun is not enough of a reference to get me back to Dune. Like you you gotta, you gotta work a little harder than that. The the gun that has voice activated uh, changing of different. Okay, full disclosure, and you guys will be amused with this. One of the things that I did not do for the drink for this episode. If you go and you look for not Judge Dread drinks, just Dread drinks. They have a six shooter, which is six shots. Each shot represents the different bullets in the lawgiver. I'll do that race with Phil. He'll lose again. I don't know if you heard that, Phil, but I'm I'm down to do you know shot race with you. So again. you know the uh, you know the fire bullet. Yeah, the fire explosive ball. round. Oh God, Uno Mash. I, I like Judge Dredd, um, the movie. Uh, well, Dredd. Judge Dredd, I found an SBO nomination. Except there was, like I said, very comic book of all of the, the movies. And other than that, I found the uh, the actual book to be so timely. It was almost, uh, and not almost, it was very hard to read. Yeah, uh, my comment that I think I sent to Jen was, I I'm really enjoying this. I wish I had read it before this presidency. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Because I can see us there if we, if that son of a bitch gets in office for the next four years. Oh, Canada. (laughs) So, all right. Well, I think we are at the point of final thoughts. Um, Jason, would you continue reading this comic now that you have read it and you know that the rest of it is not as timely? Uh, no, not really. Like I said, not my cup of tea. Um, with too, too much rooting for the bad guy for you. Yeah, it is. I, I want to be up. Although I, I will say for the, the thing we said about, or we posted about Punisher and there's this scene where cops have his symbol and he's like, you have, you have sworn a duty to the law. Your, your person you need to follow is Captain America. He'd be glad to have you. And he like rips his symbol off of their cop car. Um, I would say, yeah, Judge Dredd is going to be what those police officers should be following. Yeah. Instead. They should. They should. Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. Jen, would you keep reading? (laughs) Uh, No. Okay. Nope. Just just no and nope? Or are there any... I don't know. I found mm. I found some of it interesting, but I just don't some of the, you know, going outside of Mega City and and like what they encounter and what the real what the real world is like um was interesting, but I, I didn't find it that engaging. Yeah, I agree. There. Um I think it kind of depends. I, I I think this particular run that we were doing was great 
for this episode and would be great for other people that were interested in the show to kind of get that backstory on, you know, people that really desperately want that backstory on Judge Dredd and how it all came to be and how they got from, you know, point A to point B, which is you know, Mega City 1. But if I was going to keep reading, I would probably want to read under a different writer. You know, somebody that, uh, you know, I'd, I'd want to see some actual, like, storylines as opposed to this one. This one was pretty heavily all, uh, like, just a mess of flashbacks and all the flashbacks culminating to what the actual story arc was that we were reading. Yeah, that's awesome. But it was also pretty much the entire history of Dread. So, like, you know, leading up to... The beginning of Dread, anyways. Um, so it's one of those things, like, I, I would kind of like to read more just to see if any of that changes so that I can get into, like, a normal comic book swing of, like, we're going after some villains, do we have some good plot arcs, you know, stuff like that, as opposed to just flashback, flashback, flashback. So I'll admit that that may have been partially my fault, um, just because I wanted to get to know the world, um, but that said, my view on this is I already have another one, so I'll probably read it. Uh, the, uh, series called America that has very little to do with dread, uh, as a character, but world builds. Um, yeah, I think I would, I would also enjoy that now that I have the background, I think it would make me enjoy going back because this series never explained what happened with him and Rico. No, he brought up Rico. Like, Rico is brought up. to him. Yeah, yeah. You see him in the flashbacks a lot. Right. But you don't get that moment, like, in the the 95 Judge Dredd movie of of Where's Rico, because that that actually happens towards the end of the comic. It's like, Where's Rico? He couldn't make it. Right. And that's, so that's a thing that's referred to. And I would go back and find that, which I understand is, like, the huge main storyline for a long time is what happened with Rico, what happened with his brother. Um, I I am interested enough to go back to that. Absolutely. I would try that again. Um, I would... I would definitely go in just to see, you know, some other story arcs, read a couple things here and there, uh, and just see if, if if things, you know, seem to flow a little bit better as opposed to, I didn't mind this. I thought this was a good read. I thought it was a very informative read. It was just a little sluggish. It was kind of like, by the time I got done with the whole run of Judge Dredd Origins, it kind of felt like I had just watched the last three Batman origin movies or the last three Spider-Man <laughs> origin movies all one yeah. after the other. And it's just like, okay, well, I'm, I'm done with the origin. Can we move on to something else? Yep. 100% agree. Uh, the only other kind of thing that I'm interested in is apparently there is a whole series uh, where there is a judge from a parallel earth called Judge Death. I, yeah. I'm I, interested where being, being living is illegal. Yes, is illegal. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. <laughs> that I'm kind of interested in. I That's had, interesting. I had seen, like, in the little bit of time that I had to do research, I had seen something about Judge Death, and I was like, I don't know what this is, but I'm, I'm, I'll try it. Right, yeah. Jason, any final thoughts? Final thoughts. Um, thank you guys for having me on. It's been great, as always. Bear, Muadib, sir. Muadib. <laughs> and I would like to also plans congratulate plans, all... <laughs> Mr. Taylor, plans within plans. I would like to congratulate all three of you on a thousand downloads on Podbean. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you so that much. So, you have actually, me and Allison have talked about um, doing our own podcast as well. Hey, when uh, are we going to get around to doing our like panning for gold thing? We want to do that as well. <laughs> so, be Jolly and the Bear doing panning for gold. Jolly and the Bear <laughs> on dot com. Right. It's, uh, ooh, that might be a little uh, might get the wrong audience for that oh no I'll get a great tasteful picture from the front of that <laughs> so just as long as uh, there's always an ad in the lower right hand corner for the D <laughs> thank you guys um, I can't wait to uh, actually I can't wait to guys see you guys again this, I know right this yeah fucking well it's yeah covid shit but uh yeah i had a three-day weekend this weekend and but with the you know with the recording setup and and everything else i can go wherever i want to go but 
if it wasn't for COVID, I may have jumped over to Omaha for a weekend. And oh, ooh. you know, except for I have cats, and that would kill you. Right, but my brother does not. That's right, your and, brother's here. Yeah. Hi, Phil. <laughs> <laughs> we mentioned him earlier in the episode. Oh, yeah, <laughs> that guy. <laughs> that guy. So uh, thank you once, like I said, thank you once again for having me on. I cannot wait until season four's list come out so I can heartedly uh, just text you guys and say, hey, I want on that episode. I went and, in, uh, I want in on one of these four things. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. And you can follow me at um, uh, Old Punk Rocker. That's O-L-D. P-U-N-K-R-O-C-K-R. No E, just R. Jason, thank you so much for being with us. This was fantastic. Uh, Thank you for having me. Absolutely. Uh, Tune in next time for an episode we're all very excited about because we love the show and the comic. Lock and Key will be next. Yes! And this is when I can announce we will have a great guest in (laughs) J.R. Killian Green, who is a longtime friend of uh, Jen and I. Um, But we will also have another Eastern Iowa podcast crew in Dairy Public Radio. So Lock and Key is written by Joe Hill, who is the son of Stephen King. Uh, Dairy Public Radio is a Stephen King book club uh, podcast. Uh, recently, and I will get Bear to listen to it because we are the only two people on earth other than these people that love it. They did a 10-part episode on Kingdom Hospital uh-huh. culminating in an interview with uh, Andrew McCarthy, the guy that played Hook. Nice. Yeah. Uh, they are fantastic. I am a big fan of theirs, and I am so glad they're coming on the show. So we keep that Eastern Iowa, uh, you know, respect strong with Vandello and now <laughs> and now adding in uh, Dairy Public Radio. So until next time, this has been a wonderful episode of Graphically Novel. Thank you all for joining us, and take it away, Vandello. <laughs> Don't want to see